Welcome back, everyone, to the Our Outdoors portion of your weekend. I am your host, Nick Simonson, outdoors writer with my materials online at NewsDakota.com and DakotaEdge.com. Thank you for checking it out all summer, staying up to date on all of the fishing news, all of the great previews we've had for hunting, and all of the updates on angling, hunting, conservation, and other great things, big and small, that affect what we do here in North Dakota, the passions we love, the time we enjoy. It has been an absolute blast being the one to help inform you, and I look forward to a great fall of sharing the information and excitement of the field and the water with you as we progress towards the end of the year. So, so many things on the horizon. We've got Morning Dove opener on Thursday. If you love chasing those birds, if you love getting out there, setting up, finding those uh, intercept areas between feeding fields, such as wheat fields or canola fields, and those watering areas and those roosting areas with the big trees, those big farm groves or those big shelter belts. That is always a fun process. You still have time to scout things out. Get out there and check it out. That is coming up on Thursday the 1st. Of course, that's a federally set season, so there's a lot of excitement for that and there's always that regularity to it as well. Also on the horizon, we have the second Friday. Boy, September just seems like a breath away, but that is the start of deer hunting season for all you archery fanatics out there. Season kicks off at noon on September 2nd. So make sure you have your license. If you're hearing this now on Saturday, you want to be online applying for that archery tag if you can't visit an office. If you're somewhere out in the remote or you're going to be traveling or you're not available, you definitely want to get that in before Monday. By Monday, I'd say get that license in so the mail has time to turn it around. And we'll be previewing what's coming up for the deer season in southeastern North Dakota with Jason Smith. He's the big game biologist for the North Dakota Game and Fish Department, giving us his insight on what's happening on the landscape in and around southeastern North Dakota. So please, stay tuned. Welcome back to the show, everyone. We're excited for the upcoming archery season for those folks looking out there for those big game, those deer, and those whitetails in southeastern North Dakota. For that reason, we have with us Jason Smith. He is the big game biologist for the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. Jason, welcome back to the show. Hey, Nick. How you doing? I am great. Thanks so much for being on. Let's look back. Like we uh, were talking about prior to firing up here, it seems like winter was a long ways away, but obviously it was a little bit tougher. There's quite a bit of snow on the ground, and then we had some wet spring conditions. How did those affect the deer herds, and what kind of condition are they in in southeastern North Dakota? Yeah, right. It seems like winter was a long time ago, and like you said, it's probably best to put <laughs> that bad weather behind us. But, you know, for the most part, the deer herd appears to be doing really well. You know, we had a real winter for the first time in a couple of years, and they look, the deer looked to handle that really well, you know. But that moisture in the form of snow was greatly needed, as well as those spring rains, and that helped out across the landscape, especially down there in the southeast. And, you know, it's quite a change from what we had from the previous year's drought. Yeah, it certainly is. When you have that grass out there, it helps things along, and it's key for fawning as well. What are you seeing from this spring for the fawns that hit the ground, and are you hearing much in the way of twins or maybe even triplets out there this year? Yeah, you know, for the most part, reproduction appears to be good, you know, from what we have been seeing so far. Obviously, there's a lot of a lot of crops out in the landscape right now in the way of corn, uh, beans, so that limits the visibility a little bit. But based on my own observations and what I've been seeing, you know, on my early morning pheasant crow counts or the upland survey routes that we're working on now, it looks like there's a good number of fawns with those, you know, and especially multiples. Yeah, it's great to have those multiples to kind of help with that rebound. I know we've kind of been stagnant in the southeast or steady or whatever you want to call it so that should bump things up but obviously one of the concerns unit 2b kind of off to the east there along the border with chronic wasting disease is a nearby concern what are you watching for on that front this year 
Yeah, obviously with that positive that popped up there just across the border into Minnesota, um, that kind of put CWD on the radar probably for the first time in eastern North Dakota. We've been dealing it now for quite a few years in, in the western, southwest part of the state. But, you know, it's again, it's just something that we need to be cognizant about. We'll continue on with our targeted surveillance like we have been doing, even in units where CWD has been detected. You know, and just do the best that we can to keep that prevalence low as possible. And, you know, our main goal is to prevent that spread across the landscape to the best of our abilities. But, you know, with that said, we we did collect samples from 2B last year. I expect that to be, you know, a unit that we continue to monitor with that positive just across the border. But, you know, the good news so far is that with the samples that we did collect, we, we did not find any positives in the unit. So That's as of now, it's good. That's right. It's always good to have uh, that status quo, especially when we don't see it crossing the river. We're talking with Jason Smith, big game biologist for the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. Jason, uh, you mentioned it. Habitat is looking good. Let's talk about maybe the habitat around those public hunting spaces or that plots land that maybe not so much for archery, but later in the year. How are we looking on our public lands in terms of uh, grass and growth and places where deer like to hide? From what I've seen out there in the landscape and what we've been hearing from folks, you know, conditions look great and quite a change from last year. I mean, it's, just, it's amazing the difference a year can make. We are have been in a bit of a dry spell here, you know, the last month or so, so we could probably use some more rain uh, here at some point to keep things going. But other than that, deer look to have really taken advantage of the available forage out there on the landscape. Absolutely. Now, rain probably is not a word that a whole lot of farmers want to hear as we get near to the uh, harvesting season. But in, when we talk about that forage, those soybeans, those corn, those corn crops that are out there, where are the crops at in the southeast on a normal schedule? And when can we expect to see them come off based in your mind in, in compared to normal years? Yeah, just based on what I've been seeing. I mean, I think it's probably going to pro- pro- progress pretty well. I mean, yeah, rain probably is a four-letter word when you're getting in the harvest, but, you know, but what I've been seeing, it looks like things are starting to get rolling on that front. Obviously, like I said, there's a lot of corn and beans out there, so that harvest is probably going to be later, but for the small grains that are out there scattered across the landscape, it looks like a lot of those fields have started turning, and, and there are some that are have been harvested and a few that are look like they're just starting to get into them and get rolling on them, so... Yep, we will wait to see what the weather and conditions bring. As folks get ready to take the stand at the beginning of archery season coming up in just a week or so, what sort of opportunities are are hunters going to see for those bigger bucks out there in the southeast? We expect the season to be a good one. Um, Obviously, access can be an issue, so hopefully, you know, people that are looking to get out there hunting have done their homework, made their landowner contacts if they don't have their own property to hunt on, you know, so that landowner-hunter relationship is obviously an important one, Um, but again, this back to the general deer herd, it, it looks like they're doing really well. So, I mean, there should be plenty of opportunity out there for the hunters that are able to take advantage of it. Yeah, and one of the unique things that hunters have an opportunity for is to harvest a velvet buck because we have that sort of overlap with the velvet season and our archery season. How long, what kind of window do you expect folks to have when you have that opening day coming just before Labor Day weekend? Right, and like you said, that's one of the unique opportunities that is offered in North Dakota is that archery hunters, you know, have that opportunity to, or a possibility of harvesting a buck in velvet. And, you know, there's a lot of hunters that really covet that and, and try to do that. You know, it might be on their bucket list to harvest a deer in velvet. And again, there are very few states that begin as early as we do. But I would say as far as the process goes for velvet shedding, the timeline is probably about a month. So generally speaking, it begins probably in later August and can run all the way into September. But obviously that varies by the individual deer. Some bucks can shed early, you know, for the most part, 
it seems like that first week in September seems to be that time frame where most of the deer are, are starting to shut out of velvet. And then usually quite a few are hard antlered by late September or into that first week of October. It's an interesting proposition for those lo- folks looking to get out there. We're talking with Jason Smith, big game biologist, North Dakota Game and Fish Department. Jason, as we wrap up, let's go back to CWD. How can archery hunters who are out there longer out of the year and maybe more intensely out of the year, how can they help with detection of CWD in the southeast? I would say the most part, if you know hunters haven't already done so, visit our, our webpage, check out the CWD section, and you know take a moment to familiarize yourself with the regulations that we have in place aimed at limiting the spread of CWD. One thing that we could touch on, we do have a new chronic wasting disease management surveillance plan that was just completed by the department. We had a CWD task force that worked pretty hard on that. Um, The last CWD management plan we had was written in 2002, so it's a long time coming, you know, 20-year time frame, but the science has really changed over the years and information that's been gathered and understanding of the disease has progressed a bit. So that, that'll be coming into place, uh, not this year. So the, the stuff we have in place now will stay in place as of this season, but uh, the new plan will take effect in 2023. And it should be available pretty soon on the department's website if anybody's interested in taking a look at it. Absolutely. So much can change in two decades, as we have seen over the past uh, few years as well. So when we're getting to the process of providing those samples for CWD to Game and Fish Department, uh, where can they be submitted in the southeast region? Yeah, I would say, you know, just back to general detection for hunters. If, you know, hunters are out there and they harvest a deer that looks unhealthy or they see one out in the landscape when they're out and about, look like they're in poor condition or whatnot, or have any questions, you know, just contact the department, any district office, any district game warden, um, the main office, and you'll get transferred to the right person. But your best bet would be to contact somebody, and then we can look into it further. And our primary guys that deal with that are the Wildlife Health Lab in Bismarck, and that would be our wildlife veterinarian, Dr. Charlie Bonson. And we do have a wildlife health biologist now on staff, and his name is Brent Weston. It's good to have that uh, double up there. I know Charlie was working hard, especially last year with EHD. As we wrap things up, overall for the Southeast, what is your prediction for both the archery and the rifle season, and what can hunters expect? It should be a great year from what we've been seeing. It appears that deer are doing really well, and as it relates to buck, antler growth looks like it's going to be really good this year, you know, based on the timely rains that we got and the abundant forage out there. And I would say anyone heading into the field this fall and able to put in the time should be able to find a reasonable success in harvesting a deer. Yeah, we sure appreciate the work that you put forth to make that happen, along with all those great folks at Game and Fish, watching for those diseases and keeping our deer herds healthy. Most importantly, Jason, thank you so much for being on the show. You bet. Thank you, Nick. So there you have it from Jason Smith, big game biologist for the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. Boy, if you're not getting excited for the archery opener, you don't have a pulse or you do not have a tag, and the latter part of that can be easily taken care of. Logging on to gf.nd.gov, clicking that buy and apply. Like I said, if you get that ordered, by Sunday night, Monday morning, and get it in the mail, you're going to have it by Thursday, generally anywhere you are in the state. The turnaround on that is fairly quick, but remember, you cannot be out there on the stand without that archery tag. So again, log on to the buy and apply tab at gf.nd.gov and get that archery tag for yourself or your kids or whomever you're helping out get out there in the field, because it is important and it certainly is a great way to support the system, and you need it. So... 
That wraps up our show for this week, folks. I hope you have enjoyed the summer. Again, we've had a pretty good one coming out of that tough winter, as Jason and I kind of joked about at the beginning of the segment. But yeah, it's been a great one. It's been an awesome to share with you the adventures out there on the water, and I look forward to more of that in the field. So please stay tuned. And as always, I'll see you in our outdoors. <laughs>